10 to 1, episode 10. Top 10 worst things I've ever ingested. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And we all have those foods that are completely anathema to us. Mm-hmm. And that's what today's list is all about. So, Brian, hit us with what you consider. Or it could be, I guess I just said foods, but really it could be anything. What, according to your taste buds, is the worst thing you've ever ingested? Right. And I'm not including... Like eating grass as a kid or swallowing seawater accidentally. I'm counting things I purposefully ate. <laughs> right. Uh, and mine are all foods, I think. Or spices, yeah. at least. Mine are, mine are all food-related. But uh, I don't like seawater, obviously. Who does? But I like these things even worse. Or I dislike them even more than seawater. That's, that's pretty low. One of my things included seawater, but we'll get there. Okay, so my number 10 is olives. I just, I don't know, I don't like olives for some reason, because I like olive oil. I like cooking with olive oil. Yeah, it's just the actual... I don't know what it is about olives. They're not horrible, They're not even pretty to look at. No, they're not. Putting garlic with them is really not good. (laughs) I don't don't know what it is, because I I really like olive oil, and that's pretty much the same taste, so I don't know. No, it's not the same taste. It's just something about olives. It's maybe just the olive itself is too strong a taste. I'm not sure. But I don't know, it's, I don't know, maybe it's something I could develop a taste for, but not really. Not really interested in trying to develop really. a taste. Not haven't so far, so. Right. Hey, and I don't really know what else to say about olives. Those are my number 10. <laughs> I hear ya. Uh, okay, so my number 10 is fluff. Uh, oh, yeah. This was a big thing back in my parents' time to make these salads out of Cool Whip and, I don't know, pineapple chunks and maraschino cherries and Mm. whatever else, and you just sort of (laughs) blend it all together, and I can't stand that stuff. Yeah, that stuff is bad. Uh, Part of it is the texture, part of it's the taste, but uh, texture has a big part. Oh, a lot of times it was uh, cottage cheese, too. I'm not a big fan of cottage uh, cheese to begin with. Cheese. And then when you've got all those little tiny soft lumps in there, mixing with the crisp uh, lumps of, of pineapple, it's something about it just totally grosses me out. <laughs> and I was looking through a recipe book from my parents' time uh, not too long ago, and it had so many different recipes and variations on how to make fluff. I And I thought, man... It's a good thing I didn't grow up during that time because I can't stand that stuff. But that <laughs> used to be one of the things, I guess, that you would serve all the time. So that's my one of my least favorite foods is fluff. Please don't ever make that for me. Yeah, not good. Actually, I'm going to switch my number 10. My number 10 is cottage cheese. Well, <laughs> I dislike that worse than... No, I like olives. ricotta cheese. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I, I can actually eat that straight up. And I don't mind eating cottage cheese if it's in a... Like in a casserole. Oh, in a casserole, yeah. sure. Like in lasagna. But, That's fine. But like in fluff, oh, can't stand it. That's nasty. And, and just straight up, yuck. Mm-hmm. I don't understand those people that can eat that stuff straight up. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's my ten. All right, on to my number nine. It's broccoli. 
Sort really? of a yeah, sort of a you, well, you've a what's my deal? Sort of a yeah, uh, stereotypical food that people don't like. Or that's kind of a specific one. Bless now you. it's no, it's fine in casseroles because say, you've cheerfully eaten it every time I've made it. No, no, like in that uh broccoli casserole, curried chicken, curried casserole. chicken casserole. It's fine in there. Um, because it doesn't taste like broccoli anymore. It doesn't have the consistency <laughs> of broccoli anymore. It's the consistency of it. Well, first, let's start with the stem. It's just this hard, hard-to-chew, tasteless Well, you're not supposed to stem. eat the actual stem. You're, you're more yeah, supposed like the to trunk eat... of the tree. Well, you don't eat the trunk of that tree. You eat most of the florets and a little bit towards the top of the stem, but oh, that's well, about it. I don't know why they include it in the bag from the grocery store, then. Or why my mom, my mother made me eat it. Well. Anyway, so that's not even the worst part. The worst part is the the leaves on the tree, as it were. Just the the con the texture, the consistency of I don't know all the little uh, rubbery yeah. pieces. I can see how it would be a texture thing. Not for a good you. taste, but mostly the texture, and you're just chewing it, and there's all these little pieces floating around. Pieces, your, these yeah. little seeds almost. I don't know. Not and then not a good flavor. It's not. Like, I'll eat it. I mean, I'm an adult. I'll eat it raw and, uh, you know, put enough ranch dressing on it. I'll eat <laughs> anything. Choke anything down. But, yeah, that's my number nine. I guess raw broccoli. I'll, okay. put, I'll put it that way. Raw broccoli. Well, I, uh, I, I can see where you're coming from, but uh, I definitely don't feel that way about it. Mm -hmm. I, I actually like broccoli. It's one of my favorite vegetables to eat raw. Wow. Uh, I'm sure it's one of the healthiest. And it, it's certainly really healthy for you. Right, uh, of course. But I mean, it's Thanks really God. good for you, lightly steamed too. So if if that's if that would help yeah, to take care better. of some of the the texture for you, but I yeah, think broccoli I, is I probably like, part of the curse. I like broccoli in just about any scenario. So what's your number nine? Let's see here. My number nine is something from my childhood that was made once hmm. in my home growing up. Maybe I think. I think two or three times, actually, I can recall it, and not more than that, and it's seven-layer salad. <laughs> it had lettuce and cheddar cheese and some peas and ham and some other stuff, too, but mostly what <laughs> I remember was that it had sour cream, a layer of sour cream, and that just totally killed it for me. <laughs> Because you could taste the sour cream and the lettuce mostly all together. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you throw in cheese with sour cream and lettuce, and that just made it even more gross. And then you've got the texture of the round little peas in there, which I like peas. I <laughs> like cheese. I like lettuce. Mm -hmm. I like sour cream. Sour cream not yeah. with all those other things. It's interesting. And it was cold, I'm guessing. Yes. Cold salad. Yeah, thing. I'm... Hmm. That doesn't sound it, so oh, great. Man. I I could barely yeah. choke that stuff down, and that was definitely one of those one of those nights where I refused to eat it, and I was not allowed to leave the table until I finished it. I don't recall it being too big of a problem in my family. Um, maybe my brothers did it. I don't know. But for me, I mostly remember that I would usually eat everything on my plate pretty cheerfully, and even if there were some things that I didn't like as much. It wasn't a big deal. I could eat them. But this stuff, I absolutely refused. And my hmm. parents said, you're not leaving the table till you finish it. And finally, and I had to have... some say she's still at that table <laughs> to this day. There is We're a table in front of us. We're podcasting live from that table, <laughs> that self-same table. Well, 
I eventually managed to choke it down by stuffing a whole bunch in my mouth, swallowing it down as fast as I could, like <laughs> just chewing maybe twice enough to tear it and enough to get it down my throat and then swallowing large amounts <laughs> of water to wash it down. And, hmm. and You should I meet cringed. up with Megan Kozer sometime and have her put you through the Megan Kozer <laughs> school of eating without tasting. Yeah. You chew with your front teeth so it doesn't touch your tongue. And then you slide it around to the back quick with a gulp of water. <laughs> Never even taste it. Yeah, man. Oh, and then it had those little bacon bits on top, which you'd think bacon <laughs> bits, but again, it's just everything together was ruined by the sour cream. So that's my number nine, seven layer salad. All right, number eight for me. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to all my relatives in Pennsylvania. <laughs> apologize to my father. But sauerkraut should not not really be eaten by human beings. <laughs> Supposed to be really good for you. Fermented the... cabbage. Just say all that those to probiotics yourself. Probiotics in it. Say it slowly. Fermented cabbage, and then okay, start think with, about start it. Start with cabbage, Ferment. and then ferment exactly. that. I don't know. It's. I guess if you like that sort of a sort of sour bitter. If you're a sour bitter person. Yeah, I don't know. I know people like some things that are bitter like you know dark chocolate or coffee things like that i don't know it doesn't well i don't like those things anyway but i guess i can understand why people like sauerkraut no you don't no, understand no i can't understand it's i don't know yeah it's my number eight sauerkraut i'll i'll eat it but i don't choose it let's just say all right my number eight is my most infamous recipe. Whoa. Usually, shout out. Usually, when I uh, when I cook, it's either really good or it's okay. You know, it's not mm -hmm. bad. I might not make right. it again, but it's definitely okay for this time that we're eating it. But there was one time I had made. I recently made stuffed bell peppers, mm -hmm. and that is one of my all-time best recipes. It's good. Uh, it goes over well with everybody I make it. And so then out of the same recipe book, I found a recipe for stuffed onions. And I thought, hey, mm -hmm. stuffed bell peppers is a, is a winner. And it had a picture of the onions, and they looked really good. So I thought I'd make those as well. And they were one of the nastiest things I have ever oh, pretty bad. eaten. Soggy. Number eight. And yeah, it was, if I look at it now as a seasoned cook, I can definitely see they were just completely doomed to fail right from the beginning. Reading the recipe. Okay, so you're supposed to cook the onions in a pan of salted boiling water for 20 minutes. Okay? <laughs> and then you, okay. you know, that softens them up so that you can scoop out the inside and then you can stuff them with a beef mixture. So that doesn't sound bad. You know, beef mm -hmm. makes everything better. And then you deep fry them for about five to eight minutes. And you would think, hey, deep frying makes everything better. And then you put them in a casserole dish with cooking liquid halfway up the sides and bake them for 30 minutes. And that's probably where you really go wrong right there. But, I mean, all this cooking in liquid makes them so soggy. <laughs> and it just mm -hmm. makes... 
I can't describe how how nasty it was. The onion texture, instead of this nice crisp texture, was rubbery. Onions are not supposed to be rubbery. And then the beef wasn't even enjoyable because it was just so soggy. Think of if you, you took a pound of beef, filled your sink with water, and threw the beef in there and just let the water soak all through <laughs> it. That's about how this how this meat mixture was nastiest thing we've ever I've ever made mm, and I agree we kind of choked it down that first night ate one sort of forced ourselves to eat half of another and it made 12 and then put the rest in the fridge for the next day thinking well maybe it'll look better after another day and it looked so bad after being refrigerated that we were like you know what if you're fine with it, I'm going to toss it. And Brian was said, I, I was hoping that you would say that. <laughs> so that is my number eight, stuffed onions. All right. Well, my number seven, oh, oh, and before I go on, yeah, that, that was really bad. But I didn't put any specific recipes okay, on this well, list. That's... It's just like general, more general yeah. for me. So my number seven, it's a spice. It's somewhat common. I'm really curious. In the autumn. Not cinnamon. It's, no, I like cinnamon. Oh, this I know is similar what it is. to cin cinnamon. What is it? Is it pumpkin pie? It's in pumpkin pie spice. Not all spice. Nope. Nutmeg. Close. Cloves. Again, cloves. Ah, I cloves aren't bad. Just ah, cloves. I don't know what what is that flavor supposed to be. Boy, How I do can't you describe really even picture cloves? it. Uh, it's it's a it's, it's like a spikier leaves. flavor, I guess. It's like. I'm trying to think of a nice way to to uh, <laughs> to describe cloves. I don't think it's bad. Used in conjunction with other things, it's not bad. It's like sticks. It's like eating sticks. <laughs> well, but Let's flavor this with sticks. That's what cinnamon is. I know. Cinnamon, cinnamon is pretty similar to to cloves. I don't know what it is, what the difference is in for me, but huh. I don't know. Putting them in in flavored drinks doesn't do it for me. Yeah, that pumpkin pie spice. Yeah. Is is not for me at all. Same here. Pumpkin pies are okay, but pumpkin pie spice in... Uh, well, I don't drink Anything. coffee anyway, but like pumpkin pie lattes or whatever doesn't doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't know. Uh, didn't you make... Did you... You didn't put cloves in the apple... Apple cider, apple uh, Not in applesauce. Uh, I used to make an apple cider, mm -hmm. and I we'd put cloves in some oranges and let those float in mm. the in the cider. Right, along yeah. Along with some cinnamon sticks. Yeah. That kind of killed it for you, huh? No, no, I didn't like them. Oh, oh, that killed the drink for me? Yeah. I don't remember really disliking the drink. Yeah, but... I remember you drinking it, so. Yeah, I'm sure I drank it. Huh. But, yeah, I was, I was trying to remember, what is that spice that I really don't like? And I was going through and sniffing your... <laughs> Your spices from your spice rack. I'm like, oh, cloves. That's the one. Cloves. Number seven. All right. My number seven is a condemnation of cheap hotels everywhere that mm -hmm. offer a cheap continental breakfast, and that's carbonated apple juice. You know, they've got their little uh, drink soda fountain things that during the day serve Coke and whatever <laughs> else, and then they swap it out to, this, you know, right, in the morning right. serve orange juice and apple juice. And while the orange juice obviously is bad, when it's apple juice, man, 
that is one of the nastiest things I've ever had, especially, I guess, because it's first thing in the morning, and it just shocks your taste buds. Maybe you just had water, you know, before that, and you're, you're sitting down. One of the first things you're going to drink and eat for the day that actually has flavor, and it's this nasty, it's cheapo apple juice, for one thing, and then it's put through this thing that, whether intentionally or not, gives it carbonation. <laughs> Or makes it feel kind of fizzy. I'm guessing and that was unintentional. Just, that's just terrible. Well, it's it wouldn't be so bad if it was just a one-time occurrence. But traveling across the states, staying in a bunch of hotels, it happened so many times. Eventually, I just stopped getting apple juice as a child. With the <laughs> not mostly non-judgmental tastes of a child. I guess children can be pretty picky. But, you know, being a missionary kid, I was mostly... I wasn't too picky. Usually would just eat whatever was put in front of me, but definitely got to be picky about my apple juice. So that's my number seven, carbonated apple juice. Okay, on to number six, which for me is another spice, one I like even less than cloves. Do you know what it is? I used to not mind it. Was it one of the ones I mentioned no, already? No, Dill? No, dill's okay, just not in that one saucy made. <laughs> but uh, no, it's cilantro. Oh, yeah. And they used yeah. to eat cilantro fine, and then some friends were talking about how they didn't like cilantro, how it had a bad taste to them. I forget, what were, what were they comparing it to? I don't remember. I don't remember what exactly they they said it tasted like to them, but I thought, oh, that, all that's silly. I, I like cilantro chicken, so I, I got that. It was at the... Uh, Buffet in our college right, uh, dining uh, hall. The, yeah, dining hall uh, when we were uh, working there at uh, Pensacola Christian College. And they'd have cilantro chicken once a week, and I would get it. And I don't know, I guess they got in my head because after... Over the weeks. Right, just little up. by little, it just got to the point where the taste of cilantro was really off-putting to me. Where it's, I don't know, I think they might have been comparing it to, to like, rotting meat or, or body odor i don't even remember exactly but yeah thanks I, friends yeah they got in my head and i'm I'm pretty firmly anti-cilantro now which uh i'm not the only one there's a you either there's like an anti-cilantrists league whoa there's a you know i hate cilantro.com i'll have to definitely have to put link a link to, to that there's some really great stuff on there like some haiku <laughs> like a, a perfect taco spoil <laughs> a perfect taco soiled by your presence i wish death on thee or cilantro, thou art a stranger to my heart. Forever we shall stay apart. <laughs> wow. Stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're trying to get it banned on this website. <laughs> supporting the fight against cilantro. So, Fighting for you. Yeah, definitely. These are my people. I, I don't mind cilantro, but definitely in small doses now. Because after having it once a week at college, I definitely don't really care for it all that much anymore right okay well that was my number six cilantro okay my number six is a drink made in honduras called horchata mm. it's spelled h-o-r-c-h-a-t-a and i have had a version of this that i like mm -hmm. uh there's a restaurant in pensacola florida called la hacienda la hacienda that's right and they make it, and I like it there. It's mm -hmm. a drink made from rice, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> I, I order water, it every right? time. Like sweet yeah. rice water. I, I order it every time I go to that restaurant, but mm -hmm. that's the only place I've found <laughs> that makes it good. Because, no offense to the people of Honduras, but I don't like how they make it. 
Especially the prize goes to a street vendor who happened to sell us some horchata. And my dad got a cup because he wanted to try it. <laughs> and I could tell I didn't want to try it, but he was kind of daring me to. And so I thought, okay, well, I never have had it. I hadn't had it any had it before at this point so i thought i'll give it an open mind but it looks like muddy water and guess what it tasted about how you would imagine muddy water to taste uh. and yeah that was pretty nasty certainly is a fun memory of my dad though because <laughs> he had taken a sip and was trying to convince me that oh yeah it's really good uh but I could tell it wasn't because he was trying to smile through a really big grimace. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number six, horchata off the street. Yeah, I had it at La Hacienda. I think you gave me a sip, and I thought that one was okay. It's not something I'd order, so I can't imagine what the low-grade yeah. stuff tastes like. Even even the stuff that's homemade by people in Honduras, I don't mm -hmm. like. I'm I'm sorry yeah. to the the gentle folk of the of Honduras, <laughs> but uh, I I can't stand that stuff. So moving on. Nice. All right. Well, my number five. I need to tell tell a little story. So pull on up. Story pull, time. Yeah. Pull your chair on up, kids. Let me tell you about a time in Japan. Oh. When yes, uh, I knew this would be on your yeah, list. Yeah. So we would go pass out tracts. Uh, I think like every other Saturday or a Saturday a month or something in Japan when I was in high school and afterward we'd all go get dollar ice cream from the Japanese convenience store so one time I pull out uh, an ice cream from the freezer oh this looks pretty good chocolate covered ice cream bar very tasty looking obviously can't read the, the packaging it's all in Japanese so go pay for it unwrap the package take a nice big bite out of it and it's not chocolate covered ice cream it's bean paste covered ice cream. That's so nasty. So on top of... Who thought that was a good yeah, idea? Yeah, so it's... So bean paste ice cream is mine. So it's it's just what it sounds like. Yeah, take some sort of beans. Uh, they're a little bit sweet. It wasn't just like kidney beans. So it's slightly sweet. I don't know if they added sugar or if it was some kind of bean I'd, I'd never had before. But still. But very pasty. That bean consistency. That texture. Oh. Uh... And then, of course, you're expecting chocolate. You're uh, expecting milk chocolate. Revolting. And so it was sweet, but not in a sugary ice cream kind of way. Sort of, I don't know, almost like if you took beans and just sprinkled a little bit of sugar on them. Uh, to where it's still mostly not sweet. Yuck. But I guess that's a thing there. <laughs> but probably just for the fact that I was expecting one thing and got another thing. That drove it even even lower. In my estimation. Oh, that uh. So that kind of reminds me of uh, a little story for me. Now this one didn't make my list because there are ten things that I hate more. But story time with Melissa. Now we were at a parade here in Mobile, Alabama, oh. and an ice cream truck drove by, and they were tossing out little goodies from their window, oh, yeah. and just these little cups, you know, and uh, like ketchup little ketchup-sized cups from, like, McDonald's or something. And so I caught one, and it had this pale green liquid inside, and I didn't know what it was, but it was frozen, so I assumed, hey, it must be good. Opened it up, took a sniff, trying to figure out what, what flavor this was going to be. I was like, well, maybe it's, like, key lime or something. And it had a sour, rank smell. I was like, what on earth? But still, I'm, I'm, uh, I try to consider myself a positive person. <laughs> and so I thought I'll give it an open mind. 
took a cautious lick, and it was frozen pickle juice. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, but if you think that belongs in an ice cream truck, you're mad. You and your kind can move to some other state. That's that's sick. That was a very odd choice. So. Yeah. Uh, what was my number nine? Broccoli? I might replace that with pickle relish. I really don't like pickle relish, too. I forgot about pickle relish. <laughs> Nasty. So anyway, uh, that was my number five, bean paste covered ice cream from Japan. All right, my number five is another wonderful thing I discovered in Honduras. Now, don't get me wrong, I like Honduras. It's a nice country. It's a beautiful country. They have some good food and some good drinks down there. But they have banana soda. Now, who looked at a banana and thought, hey, I should make this into a soda? (laughs) You can market this. And we're still, who thought, hey, this is a great idea. I'll fund this. So what does it taste like? <sighs> I mean, is it like banana banana or like candy it, banana? That's like the runts? thing, is it doesn't even taste like a banana. Yeah. And the smell is not revolting, but it de- it's definitely off-putting. Mm-hmm. And hmm. in fact, you should have tried it when we were down there and yeah, for our visit. Just, just so you could understand... <laughs> what i'm i'm talking right, about right. here but yeah and the, it's one of those flavors and tastes that lingers with you you keep kind of burping it every so often uh yeah nice i i guess think of maybe orange it, it's an orange colored soda uh think of orange okay orange soda that doesn't taste like orange maybe mm. orange has really gone bad maybe <laughs> wow that might be the best i could do to describe it so that's my my five is banana soda. Hmm. Yeah, I mentioned the last one for me was from Japan. Now that I'm looking at my list, I'm realizing four out of five of my top <laughs> of my one through five are things I had in Japan. Not all Japanese, but for example, number four, not a Japanese thing. We actually got it in a Chinese restaurant, and apparently it's it's a staple in Chinese dishes. And uh, I think uh, I think this is another thing. I don't think you actually you're guessing this oh, one. Oh, okay. Um, but this is another thing where I was expecting one thing and got another. I was expecting a grape in this dish, and turns out it was a water chestnut. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever had a water chestnut, I, but it's this. They're, they're not that bad. It's very bland. Um, it's very... Uh, it, I looked it up. It's related to the potato. It's a tuber. So picture a small grape-shaped potato um it's just very bland there's a little bit of sweetness i think a little bit of a crisp texture to it yeah well potatoes are pretty crisp not once they're cooked no 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 no. water chestnuts once they're cooked are a little still stay a little crisper yeah i to be honest i don't even have a strong memory of what this tasted like i just remember just being aghast (laughs) this is not a grape this is the opposite of a grape (laughs) i think this is the devil's grape (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the big dislike here is just you were expecting something and got something very That different. could be, but Cause I don't water know. Because water chestnuts aren't I don't really that kind of, deal. I, do, I know it was kind of watery. I mean, they're not great, but they're it was certainly like, not grape. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, I don't know. It was like poorly flavored water. <laughs> Potato grapes. It was, it was, they're nasty. They're nasty. Number four, water chestnuts. They're not even chestnuts. 
All right, my number four is our first crossover, olives. Hooray. Doesn't matter if it's wow, a green olive high, huh? or a black olive. It's nasty. Yeah, although black olives I think are a little bit better than green olives. I, I green will ones with, concede you that. With garlic, that's oh, the worst. Yeah, and they have such a slimy texture. Yeah. I was in this uh, this game at, at college one time where it was one of those where you r- reach over into the bag and oh, whatever right, you pull out, right. you got to eat for your team, take it for your team, you know? Yep. And, of course, the guy before me got a stick of celery, which, why couldn't I have gotten that? That's not a big deal. Mm-mm. No, instead, I got a bag of olives. And <laughs> me being a trooper, I swallowed those olives, what and they sat in my stomach all night. I, I mean, I could literally feel them sitting in my stomach. I almost could poke them in there. It was so <laughs> nasty. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, they don't even look good. No. So, everything you said and more for... And they don't taste good. I love olive oil, just like you said, but but mm-hmm. olives, they're the devil's grapes, truly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking four. of the devil's garden, <laughs> number three, we've got the devil's cabbage. <laughs> That's Brussels sprouts. It's these little demonic cabbages. If you've never had a Brussels sprout, it looks like a little kind of cabbage, uh, just about bite size, maybe a little bit bigger than bite size, but... This is the most recent thing I've eaten that I've had a physical reaction, not like an allergic reaction, but like a physical revulsion. My mouth did not want that inside. I'm an adult. I mean, I'm I'm 27. I eat things now. Even if I don't like the taste, I'm like, ah, you know, I'll chew it and swallow it. No big deal. I'm an adult. And I don't know. There's something about Brussels sprouts. Yeah, it's just physically difficult for me uh. to eat a brussels sprout and people say oh it's you have to prepare them correctly you haven't had them prepared correctly they're not easy to prepare well you know what it doesn't matter to me <laughs> there's not a way to prepare them correctly <gasps> you southerners really... and your southern food you know what actually speaking of southern food i'm gonna retroact what was my number what am i up to on replacements number eight Sauerkraut? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to replace grits with sauerkraut. Go, go back and replace sauerkraut with grits. You Southerners, I don't get you with oh. your your Brussels sprouts and We're your grits. Southerners. Number Number three for me, Brussels sprouts. Go. This isn't my number three, but talking about Southern uh-huh. food, boiled spinach. Oh, really? yeah. I thought about that one. Mashed cauliflower. Really? Oh, yeah. That, thi- that is not a vegetable that's, that's a that was point. meant to be boiled within an that inch of its life and beaten to a pulp. Good grief. Yeah, yeah. The, Somebody the needs to stop spinach. these people. I've seen that in Lydia's diaper. I know. That's, what, that's nasty. That's cooked spinach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone that scooped is it not, out of a diaper. That's not something we should Hopefully be Hopefully you're not eating people. dinner while you're listening to this episode. <laughs> anyway. All right, speaking of yours? things that look like they've been in a diaper. Yeah. My number three is tamales. Hmm. Sorry, Honduras, we're not done with you yet. I don't think I've ever had tamales. Okay, you know what the turkey is to Americans for for Thanksgiving? Right. Or for Christmas? It's like a Cinco de Mayo thing? This, the tamales... Oh, that's Mexico. ...is that for Hondurans at Christmas and New Year's. Oh, Christmas. So... And us mm. being the, the missionaries down there, the mm-hmm. pastors of the church, we had all these wonderfully sweet people that pastor, wanted to... Pastor, pastor, we made you tamales. Exactly. Wanted to make homemade tamales for us. <laughs> now, uh, the very first time that we tried tamales, 
was someone selling them off the street. Wow. <laughs> You'd think we would have learned our lesson by yeah, now. Really. And uh and it's this this paste with olives and uh mystery meat chunks. Uh and it's all wrapped up in banana leaves and then cooked. Except the banana leaf flavor seeps into everything <laughs> and <laughs> colors it green or brown, depending on Fun. the leaf, I suppose. Yeah. And so, not only does it look unappetizing, it tastes really nasty. <laughs> and uh, so we got violently sick off yeah. of the ones that we yeah. got off the street. But, I mean, we had tried them because everybody had said, oh, yeah, this is what we have every Christmas. It's like the turkey for Americans at Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we are like, oh, that must be something really good. Well, no, that's not necessarily the case. And <laughs> then uh, all these really sweet people from our church said, oh, you, you got really sick off of them? We're sorry. We'll make them for you, homemade. Mm. And, you know, they spent hours, and it was a delicacy. And that was really wonderful them of them and we really did feel touched we got violently sick off of those as well and finally we decided that when people gave us uh these tamales that they had worked so hard to prepare that was the other thing is a lot of work goes into these this isn't just some some little quick thing you slap mm -hmm. together it's, it's like a turkey you know you you spend a lot of time working on that beast and so it was really sweet of these people to, to do that for us, but what we would do is we'd give them to homeless people. And that way they could have their traditional wow. meal. And, what givers. And, and we would still stay healthy. See, at that point, I think I would just make an announcement for the church. Well. We don't like tamales. Please stop wasting your time making them for us every year. We don't want to offend people. Yeah. At that point, there comes a point. So, Honduras... That I'm done with you with number three, so I like all yeah, your other foods. Anyway, yeah. on to two. On to two and back to Japan for me. And uh, this was something that we got at a, a fish market. We were taking a tour through a fish market. They're showing us some different neat things, some different foods. Uh, we got to see the, these uh, big crabs, giant crabs. You can look them up online. Cool. Uh, giant undersea deep water crabs. Deep water crabs and get to see them alive in their tanks and that was pretty neat and tried some neat foods well at one point and this might have been a prank i'm not sure if japanese people even actually eat this stuff but the guide pulls out this jar which has raw squid tentacles in it it's soaking in seawater there's kelp in there and squid guts what on earth that's that's also part of the liquid and uh you know no we're we're adventurous. We're we're open to trying new things. Pickled squid. And so, I think me and my dad were the only ones to try it on that trip, at least. And it's 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 everything that you would imagine. It was very very uh. salty, of course, very chewy because it's raw squid. So uh. very rubbery tentacles. Um, Could you feel the suckers going down? No, I couldn't feel the suckers going down, but it was hard to eat. And it was just, it was basically like eating the ocean. Ugh. If you've ever accidentally swallowed seawater, picture that except chewy. And you've got raw squid tentacles with squid guts oh, yuck. and kelp and such. Yeah, the the sad sequel to that is we went back a second time oh, no. for another trip. And, you know, so much I'm a high schooler. Learning. Well, I knew it was nasty, but you uh, were getting on the I'm meat. the... I'm the high school guy. Like, yeah. Cool. I'm gonna eat this again. You people 
watch me do this. Don't scare me. <laughs> That's right. So I, I did eat it again, unfortunately. Wow. Second worst thing I've ever eaten. Second worst thing I've ever eaten. Well, foreign food. Frostwood tentacles, number two. Sorry, Japan. All right, my number two. Time for a, a small short story in that uh, my dad loved us as children very much. Oh, uh, yes, I know this and, is. Uh, uh, but being missionaries, we didn't have a lot of money. And right. so when we got sick... He'd spend money. We, no, we had to be really sick for us to go to the hospital. And so dad was really into finding... Uh, homeopathic remedies, so uh, basically things around the kitchen or mm -hmm. uh, stuff that you could mix together in small increments that would instantly make you better. And one such thing <laughs> was cod liver oil, yeah. uh, and he would mix it with something, and it would make this pale green foamy liquid. Oh, man. Yeah, so... I don't know, vomit colored, uh, uh, nasty, nasty. Wait, did it look like and then the time in college one of our friends mixed milk with that uh, surge yes. soft drink? Yes, looked it looked. Like, wow, that's gross. It looked a little more green than that. Okay. That was a little more yellow, but yeah, yeah just about like that. Wow. And uh, it was. It looked nasty, smelled nasty, and this is one of the few things that I've really had to ha had to work it past the gag <laughs> reflex. Mm -hmm. And we knew every time we got sick, Dad would pull the. He would suggest this. That was his first suggestion. You had a cough. Oh, how about you take some cod liver oil? So. We could be dying with coughs, but mm -hmm. we would be struggling our hardest to just cough internally, not make a sound whenever we were around Dad, uh, because we did not want him to hear us coughing and suggest cod liver oil. Which might have been what he was going for in the first place. Yeah, but then inevitably we got worse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess maybe it worked. But a lot of times it seemed like it didn't, and we just had to keep on taking it hmm. several days in a row. But that was <laughs> something he said, oh, yeah, you got to take it several days in a row before it gets better. Or maybe it just could be that we had a cold, and it takes several days for a cold right, to right. go away, Dad. <laughs> it's like the Beverly Hillbillies old TV show episode where... <laughs> Uh, Granny has a secret formula that'll cure the common cold, mm -hmm. and so uh, <laughs> they're trying to find the get the secret recipe from her so they can sell it, you know, make a lot of money. And then at the end, they realize she says something like, "Yep, you just take this secret home recipe that I make, and then in a few days with some rest yep. and uh, plenty of fluids, plenty of fluids, you'll you'll be all better. It'll heal you right up." <laughs> yep. That's it right there. So I love it. my number two, cod liver oil. Huh. But there is something wow. nastier. Yeah, because I knew that one was on your list. Yeah. So I, I don't know what number one for you is. Oh. I know you know what my number one is, though, because you've heard me talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't showed up on this list so far. Number one for me, so I don't remember exactly what restaurant we were in, but it was in Japan again. Uh, not a Japanese restaurant. I think it was a Korean restaurant or Thai restaurant. And I wasn't ordering and they bring out kimchi kimchi <laughs> kimchi <laughs> we talked earlier about sauerkraut and sauerkraut is fermented cabbage fermented cabbage folks but kimchi kimchi is fermented sauerkraut <laughs> um this stuff is bad this is the most fermented food i've ever eaten i don't even know how to describe it for you i don't even really remember what it tastes like there's You've worked just, so hard to block I try, all memory I try and it. go back to the memory, and there's just a gaping hole where that memory was stored. Because the kimchi has 
eaten away the memory like an acid. No, I, I'm not sure if this is true, but supposedly the way that they make kimchi is to take a cabbage, dig a hole in the ground, bury the cabbage, and then come back however long afterwards, I don't know, a month later. Is that long enough to ferment a whole cabbage head? <laughs> Something like that. It's a delicacy in some places, apparently. I've also heard stories, and I've never been able to verify this, so don't don't go uh, quoting me on this one. But supposedly, there are cities that kimchi cannot be sold on the street. It's been banned because the smell is so rancid. It's so bad when people eat this stuff, and apparently they're just shoveling it's it in. It's in their pores. It starts coming out their pores. It starts oozing out of their bodies. <laughs> kimchi. If ever, Stay away, folks. If ever there were a food bent on world domination, would it'll that be never, it? It'll never get there. It has some countries under its sway, somehow. It has some people under its sway. I don't there's, understand. There's several websites that tout the health benefits of kimchi. <sighs> you know what? Some things are just best left alone. Maybe there's health benefits to eating dirt. But I don't think we should be eating dirt. <laughs> Let's just leave the cabbages buried in the ground. That's my number one, kimchi. Alright, my number one. Like I said, we were missionaries, and so uh, one time in the States, we were staying with this German lady who went to a church that supported us, and Dad was always and ever on the quest for better medicines for us that wouldn't cost much in case we got sick. And he was talking with this German lady mm -hmm. about how he used cod liver oil on us. And she said, oh, yeah, that's fine. But what you need is this bottle of Swedish bitters. Oh, yeah. Now, not Swedish as in sweet, but Swedish as in from Sweden. Right, right. This, by far, trumps everything. I will gladly take cod liver oil over Swedish bitters. Me, my sister, all of my siblings, that this was forced upon us. We gr gladly chose cod liver oil, which incidentally, uh, I meant to say you burped cod liver oil throughout the day, but we <laughs> would always choose this over Swedish bitters. Such a rank, repugnant, foul, bitter, vile, how many words can I use that don't describe well enough how this thing smelled hmm. and how wow. it tasted. If I had to work to get the uh, get it cod liver oil past the gag reflex, mm -hmm. I could barely choke Swedish bitters down. Wow. Like it would instantly come right back up, and then I'd have to take it again, and and this time hold my mouth closed and try and force it down. What exactly are Swedish bitters? It's this dark liquid. I I really don't even know what huh. it is. I I actually should look it up. Yeah, why don't you Google it real quick while I read this? It. But it was the nastiest thing. And of course, Dad thought, hey, this is great. And so we were, it was forced on us for a little while before finally we, we begged to just go back to Cod Liver Oil. So I guess Dad won in the end because he made us grateful for Cod Liver Oil. Wow. <laughs> My number one, Swedish bitters. Okay, you go look up Avoid real quick it. what it's Swedish bitters are while I read this. <clears throat> Kimchi is a traditional Korean pickle. Stories abound of how the Koreans bury their kimchi pots in the ground in the fall and dig them up in the spring when the kimchi has well and truly rotted. <laughs> they admit it's rotted. This is real, folks. I'm not making this up. Hmm. Kimchi was invented because there were no refrigerators. Well, guess what? We have refrigerators now. Hooray, no more kimchi necessary. 
Okay, so Swedish bitters is actually an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> it's a bitter and a traditional herbal tonic that dates back to the 15th century. It's got aloe as an active ingredient, Ooh. water extract of angelica root, carline thistle root, camphor, manna, myrrh, rhubarb root, saffron, senna, theriac, zetoary root, yeah, I guess it. you can find it on Amazon. Get your bottle of Swedish bitters to make you feel better, but man, don't get it. Just take a pill, people. You might die sooner, but it's it's better than taking this stuff. Yeah, apparently the kimchi is stored in a separate special kimchi fridge, because if you don't, the smell just pervades everything. Like, it gets into your milk, it gets into your eggs. They keep it in a separate fridge. They have these special kimchi fridges that have a special temperature to emulate the pot being buried underground. Wow. What on earth? <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Let's end this. Was there anything else you wanted to say? No, I think I'm done with these. this list, these foods. I do feel this has been therapeutic. Getting all this off of my chest, you know, just letting the world know about these these terrible things they should avoid. I think we did the world a service. All right, then. So let us know what nasty foods you've eaten, or uh, maybe there's some non-foods. Like, yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be a food. It could be like seawater or dirt or whatever else. <laughs> yeah, I kind of left that kind of stuff off. But, uh, I, you know, I swallow consider... pool water or seawater, that's obviously not very nice. Yeah, I consider all this stuff nastier right, than, right. than seawater. Nice. Okay, so let us know. You can go to our website, which a lot of you have been doing, so that's that's been fun. tto.cozer.us slash 10 for this episode, because this is the 10th episode. Or you can email us, tto at cozer.us. Join us in another week. We'll be talking about the authors that we've never read but want to. So until next time, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Matthew 14, 16 through 19. Then saith he unto his disciples, Give unto these provision. And his disciples saith, Lord, wherewith shall we feed these? We have but five loaves, two fishes, and some broccoli. The Lord saith, Give me the bread and fishes. And the disciples marveled at his wisdom. And again he saith, Get thee behind me, broccoli. Unto his disciples he saith, Let it alone, it is from the devil's garden.